You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, our high school pastor, Josh Kinsley, preached from Psalm 46 as we continued through our Summer in the Psalms series. Today, we talk about why we often find it so difficult to be still, as this passage instructs us, and what we're missing out on by not engaging this practice well. We also discuss that while God is always faithful, he doesn't always deliver us from our difficult places in the same way we might see in Psalm 46, and how this allows us to experience him in different ways. We're talking about all of this and more today on After the Message. All right. Well, hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast today. Hey, hey Mike. It's so good to see you. Thanks. It's good to be here. It's good yeah. to be seen. Yeah. So, so a, little, a little more tan than usual. I am a little more tan. Working on that's, that's, tan. What, uh, that's what, you know, extended times in the sun will do to you. <laughs> <laughs> somebody asked uh, Somebody asked Lori yesterday uh, uh, why she was so much more tan than me. <laughs> and, uh, and I think she said, I spend a lot more time in the shade, so, <laughs> which is true. Which is true. When I get on that's the beach, awesome. like, I don't, mean, I don't mind being out there, but I'd, I'd just as soon be, shade, be under, under, under the umbrella. Something. I hear you. That's right. I'm the same way. So, I hear you. So, yeah, had a little break. Yeah, yeah, we had a, we had a good break, which was which was perfectly timed. I mean, we didn't really plan it this way, but but we had you know Kaylin's wedding, yeah, um, and then we were home for a week to kind of get things sorted from that, mm-hmm. and then left for our uh, our beach vacation, and yeah. and so and and that's always you know we always use that as more of an extended time, and so yeah, it was great. It was good timing. We we recovered. It was weird because. Uh, you know, this was the first time that our daughter Kaylin has not been ask, there at this, all. Yeah. You know, so they went on their honeymoon, and then mm-hmm. they're both working, and and you know, so there's, uh, so they weren't there at all, which which yeah. changed the dynamic a little. Yeah, but yeah. it was good. It was awesome. good. Very so, good. yeah. So we had a uh, we had. Uh, so we always see a lot of wildlife there. Like there's, uh, you know, a ton of dolphins and, you know, uh, manatees that swim up and down the coast and they love people. And so they like come right up to you, which is a little unnerving when you're out in the water and you see this, you know, <laughs> giant eight or nine up. foot black yeah. cloud swimming yeah. toward you, you know, and you don't know what it is. Um, but I was out there with a couple of buddies. Uh, we were out past the break and in, in kind of chest deep water talking for about 20 minutes. Just we'd been out there. I happened to turn and look back toward the shore just in time to see about a six-foot shark huh? swim within five feet of me between us and the shore, <laughs> and I just swam right by. Oh. And uh, I turned to the guys. I said, uh, I think we ought to go Time in. to go. <laughs> no they're like, why? Because oh. I just saw a shark <laughs> swim right by us, and uh, so I don't want him to come back. And, uh, so anyway. At that point, just be the fastest swimmer, right? Was a, well, you know, we did. We, we kind of walked as casually as possible. And we didn't want to cause panic on the beach, but, you know. Didn't want to look like a seal or big fish or something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, you know, I, I wanted to keep my cool. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, had yeah. I seen it again, you, I would have started wishing, <laughs> wishing for a manatee at that point. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 
Anyway, now I have time. Barbara Manatee stuck in my head. So if, if Manatee, no one knows Manatee. Veggie Tales, you're yeah. going to miss that. But you're the one for me, one for me. All day I'll have that stuck in my head. Thank <laughs> well, you very much. You're hey, welcome. Hey, you're welcome. I got some Veggie Tales now. Speaking of change, like so, so you know, while I've been gone, like things have changed. Like Preston, you have a beard. Yeah. I do because Neil has one. I was just trying to. Yeah, but yours you know, has more a like, lot yeah, more white in it. Than yeah, mine. it does. I, I'm going to have to agree with you there. That all happened like one year. It's like one year. Yeah, like one year it wasn't there, and the next year it was. So it's amazing. Huh, yeah. I'm just realizing that there are six people sitting in this room right now, and Sean and I are the only Beer's two that don't have beards. Oh. Right. Oh, wow. So. We're behind Mike. Yeah. yeah. I think no. Josh told me yesterday he I liked did. it, and I said, well, I will keep it for now, but there is someone with a trump card, mm. and <laughs> she's not afraid to use it. So. Yes. I thought we should go around taking a vote. Well, which, but then you said there is a trump there card. Is a which trump. actually there is. is the explanation for why I don't have a beard. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The trump card has been played. <laughs> My wife uses that trump card. Yes. Like every, uh, well, if I, let's just say if I go for a few days without shaving, it's uh, yeah. that, that card comes out. She lets you know. So. Do you have that too, Sean? What? A Trump, Trump card? card? Oh, that, yeah. yeah. It's always out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, so, hey, Preston. Preston, you've you've been gone. Yeah. 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 We were so, in Kenya on a mission Kenya? trip. So, you know, you can shave out there, but you don't really have to, and I didn't really want to. So, And then, actually, I was going to shave the night before coming back, and I packed my, my shaving kit in a different bag that I wasn't going to get out off the truck. So I was like, well, I'll just leave it till I get home. And There you go. Then I got home yeah. and decided I'll just leave it again. That's so, right. Yeah. But, but it was a good trip. Yeah. We had a good trip. We had uh, had about 14 people on this team, and um, we carry a lot of supplies with us. And so we, we've got a lot of bags with us. And three of our people uh, who had three bags each lost all three of their bags. I say lost. They, they did not make it out of the Paris airport. So we got to Nairobi, and we were missing nine bags oh, wow. in total uh including Those a few French. a few of <laughs> I know and and the irritating thing is you can track it so you know it's right there in Paris and you're going okay how are we mm. going to get that so literally we had to wait for them to eventually get to Nairobi and then we had to hire someone to drive them all the way out to where we are which is way out there and we got all nine bags it was oh, a wow. miracle i wow. said i actually said not to the team but to Jennifer I was like it will be a miracle if we see those bags again. Right. And mm. we got all nine bags. So. The question is, did you get them before it was time to leave? We got, <laughs> we got them in time that we could still use them. Yeah. But it was kind of getting down to that point of if we don't get them in the next day, it may not have been worth it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it was wow. worth it. Yeah. Wow. For the people who got their clothes and could actually change clothes, it was definitely worth it for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there been I know there's been a lot of trips, and uh, you know we heard from Derek Walker in our mm-hmm. service yesterday, and they had just gotten back from England, and you know there've just been trips all over the place, and so uh, a lot of a lot of productive kingdom work happening yeah. uh, over the summer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, hey, I did not introduce everyone, but uh, just so so those listening know who is in the room today. Uh, you know, we've just been talking about beards and stuff. So, um, important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, to my left, going around the room, we have uh, Sean Selman with us today. We have Josh Kinsley, who preached Sunday, and so it's good to have Josh in the room. Yeah, and, uh, so glad to be here. Yeah, so glad. Yeah, and then there's uh, Preston Crow. We've been talking about his beard and his Tanzania trip. So, uh, Kenya. Neil, Kenya, Kenya. Kenya sorry, yeah. Neil's getting ready for Tanzania. That's that's, right. that's why Tanzania was in my head. Yeah. So yep. so Neil is in the room. Neil Marsh, mm-hmm. and then Chase Hammock is our producer, as always, Woo. is sitting here with us, and so, and he looks super excited. Also, <laughs> he just be- gave the bearded. cowabunga yeah. beard with no white in it. No. It's coming, though. That is true. <laughs> that is true. 
So, um, well, hey, let's jump in because, uh, man, it was Sunday was a great day, and yeah. uh, it was my first Sunday back after being out for a while. And um, Josh, great job, man! Um, you. Really, Thanks. really well done. Yeah. It was, man. I, I I love the opportunity. Um, I, I think this past week I have felt the getting ready for move up Sunday and mm. and preparing, but um, thankful for a team that can pick up some slack when I need to spend some time um, studying and reading and preparing and um, just being able to, to practice it on Tuesday. We talk about that a lot in here, but it is, it is, it, Mark Evans says it is a gift and it is just to know that uh, you've gotten some feedback, fill in some holes, which I did. I got some great feedback and, um, and yeah, I, I probably, I probably felt the most comfortable up in, well, probably in a pulpit, than ever before. Yeah. Um, That's cool. So that that was nice for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was one time um, my nerves started catching on, like in the middle of it. I was like reading my Bible, and it was sitting on the podium, and so I was trying to read, it, and I was like, I'm I'm not really focusing on these words right now. <laughs> so I had to like, pick up my Bible and get it a little bit closer. Yeah. But that was the only time that. I kind of felt like uh, I think uh, I think that's just a sign of old age. Just like, yeah, that's 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 more, uh, more. I know, more. Uh, yeah. I know it. Mm-hmm. Yep. To start that's getting a... that big print bubble. Yeah. When you start so, debating, okay, I'm preaching. Do I wear my glasses up there? Do I not? Do I take a different Bible up there? Do I right? Yeah. Do I print the so, words. What, so I know that we've been in this Psalm series, uh, you know, for uh, for a good many weeks now. Um, and uh, so some of these things are, have, have likely been covered. And I admittedly, as I was out on vacation, uh, I was pretty disconnected. So I wasn't listening to the podcast. Sorry, guys. Um, so the rest of the time, we're going to uh, pretend we've already answered every question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope, already nope. covered that. <laughs> That's okay. Well, we've already <laughs> talked about it some prior to recording here. So I, I kind of know the answer. Um, so yeah, but uh, I think there are a couple of things we could talk about that are really general related to the Psalms in general. And so um, uh, one, and this was, this was a good question that I think, uh, Preston, neither you or Sean brought up. I don't remember. Um, like were the Psalms, you know, cause we've, we've talked about how many of these were songs, mm-hmm. um, were they only used corporately, like in, in a, in a corporate worship setting, or were these also like personal expressions, things that people would use in their own personal, uh, uh I guess worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, and part of what made me think of that. So I asked the question, and and smarter one answered no, the question. No, no, no. Um, but I, I heard someone singing in the hallway earlier, just singing a song that they, uh-huh. you know it's popular right now on the radio, and it just made me think. As I saw in my Bible, it says for the director of music. Uh, it just made me think: Would this be like the song that they hear mm-hmm. for us in the context that we live in on a Sunday morning, and then throughout the week, it's kind of stuck in their head, yeah, getting yeah. them through the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think. My just observation, if you go throughout the Bible, Psalms is not the only place that we have Psalms, mm-hmm. right? And so, and typically what you you see, and even in this instance, um, Josh, you reminded us of what's happening over with Hezekiah the king. Mm-hmm. Psalms were often written to help the people remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about corporately remembering, but also personally remembering. Mm-hmm. And so I think you have, I think you have a mix of both, right? Mm-hmm. You have these moments that um, God's people are gathered together and they're probably recited or sung by here, it says by a choir master, specifically 
for the voices of females. So mm-hmm. there was this there was this beautiful picture of of like a choir in church, a group of people that's singing or reciting this psalm. But I think it's also um, helpful as people went about their day to day, much like our songs. They would remember them, and it was it was those points of remembrance that God called His people to, not just corporately, but also individually. Um, you even have some psalms that are organized by letter, like alphabetically, uh, with the Hebrew alphabet. And I think um, one of the things I think we talked about in seminary was that oftentimes they were used as that. That was a great way to teach language and and also to remember things. And so, um, so I think you got multiple uses of these, and and so they took place, I believe, both corporately and mm. individually. Mm. I think it um, changed over time too. I think what we understand is that they were for gathered worship. But because of the two significant events in the nation of Israel of the loss of the temple mm-hmm. in 587 mm-hmm. and then later on in 8070, you see, I think Ezra is credited with being the one that comes in and compiles all the Psalms and says, okay, we're no longer going to gather that way. We're now in synagogues. It's different now. We need to organize so these sure. Psalms into right. books, books that then can be used less always gathered and more mm-hmm. privately. Mm-hmm. For a nation that was without a home of how mm-hmm. they were supposed to worship God, yeah. Mm-hmm. So everything be- came from gathered, and then it became very private mm-hmm. because of the trauma of mm-hmm. the nation losing their place of worship. Yeah. Um, All right. So, so another question then. Uh, so, uh, we saw this yesterday, and we've seen it in other psalms that we've looked at, and and this may have been talked about in in one of our previous podcasts, but since not everyone listens to every podcast, maybe, uh, it may be worth addressing again. So we see the word, I think it happens three or four times in this Psalm, Psalm 46, uh, the word sila or selah. Um, so what does that mean? Why is it there? Yeah, uh, simply it's a pause. Um, Also can mean like that was this a good is, pause. Um, by thank, the way, thank that you. was a great pause. Yeah. I mean, that was a good demonstration. Perfectly, application in the moment, right there. Uh, so simply, it is a pause, but also you know it can be used as like this is a moment to praise. So uh, praising in the pause. So um, just for me, from where I was studying, that's that's mm-hmm. the s- no. simplest I can mm-hmm. get yeah. it down to. But you guys, yeah. I'm sure. No, I've also I've also. No, I, I totally agree, and um, I've also heard it described as this whole idea of usually you see these after a description of who God is, and um, and it's almost as if the pause is there to say, now think about that, mm-hmm. um, and and which which leads you to praise, right? There's yeah. this whole idea mm-hmm. of even in this psalm, you brought um, it's later on the word desolation could also be seen as astonishment, mm-hmm. and I think there's a sense of when we read some of the Psalms, there should be this sense of awe that comes over us. And the psalmist is just saying, hey, pause for a minute. Th- think about the grandeur of God. Um, and, and I think those, when we, when we really sit and think about that, it does lead us to praise mm, yeah. or, or to I worship mean, of him. Even with, with this song, and I, of course, I've read this, I don't know, 50 times now, just preparing for Sunday. But you can see, so after verse 3, um, there's a lot of heavy stuff, right? Therefore, we will not fear that the earth gives way, that the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam. So there's a lot of heavy stuff there, and where, and that's just the pause to think about. Okay, mm. um, this is 
this is what catastrophe can look yeah. like. This is what hard times looks like, right? And then you go in and you see it again after verse 7, which is after the chorus, but in verses 4 through 6, you're, you're looking at there's, there's more of the calm, more of the praise. This is where God resides. God's in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. It, I love, and I just love verse 6. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter, but he speaks. He utters his voice and the earth melts. And then, of course, the chorus, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Again, I think it's just another natural like stop and think about that statement. And then, of course, we see it again at the end after verse 10 and the chorus. Once again, be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. Uh, just to pause and think about that and to literally be still mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. think about and praise, yeah. praise in the, in the, the pause there. So, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Speaking of being still, so, uh, you know, the, I mean, obviously there's toward the end of this, this, this book or this chapter, uh, you know, there's the voice, the, the, the I can't even speak the uh, the phrase "Be still and know that I am God," and 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 you you actually put that in practice or helped us put that in practice yeah. uh, Sunday, and uh, where we we sort of experienced two minutes of uncomfortable silence. Yeah, uh, it may be uncomfortable for some, but uh, so let's talk about that for a minute because that's not something we we very often do in in the context of our services. Uh, or probably even in our personal lives, yeah. like silence mm-hmm. is not something that we do well as, right. as people. And, um, I think for the most part, uh, but so as you guys were, were experiencing that moment, like what, uh, what was that, what did that do for you or to you? And, uh, and anything, any thoughts that come to mind? I really appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I told you even before coming in, coming, coming off of the Kenya trip, anytime we do trips like that, I come back with my mind sort of racing because of the the needs that we see. Mm. Um, and it's not that we don't have needs right around us here, but they're, they're so obvious and kind of in your face there. Um, and so for me to be able to, in that moment, first Sunday back after just being back a couple of days to just still my heart before the Lord. And in that, for me in that moment, it was a, it was a time for me to say, God, you already are aware of all of those. You already see all of those if anything good is going to happen with those needs, it's going to come from you. Um, but to have a time built into the service for me to do that, because we all know what it's generally like after the service, right? I mean, we get through a service and then we are running to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So mm-hmm. I really appreciated you building that time in. And I know two minutes for some people, it does feel like a long time. I think, Mike, to your point, because we're not used to it. I mean, mm-hmm. very, very few times do we really pause even for two minutes in our day, that's not, um, you know, this is just that. It's just a pause before the Lord. Yeah. So I I, mm-hmm. I was grateful that you did it. I thought it was mm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It did not feel awkward to me, although I know for some people, of course, I'm a counselor too, so I'm okay with silence. <laughs> right. uh, but for some yeah. people, it probably was. Sure. I think uh, for most of us, I think we try to feel like when we have moments that we can be still, we typically try to fill it with something. Yeah. Right. Whether that be um, social media, like mm. picking up your phone and thinking, yep. oh, I got a moment. I'm going to catch up. You know, I'm going to see what's going on right. around me. Uh, to even, we have a moment uh, to even do good things. We, we yeah. think, oh, I've got a chance to do this. Let me go do, like, let me go, let me go serve. Let me mm-hmm. go 
let me go do this Bible study, do this work, instead of just just allowing ourselves to sit. Um, for, for me, yesterday, it was a reminder that I had a better practice of this as a probably a high school student than I do as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was reminded I had there's a there's a place near the church where I grew up. Um, there, there's an old baptistry there, like a spring fed baptistry. Um, and the church, when I was growing up, had it fixed up as like a picnic area where we do church gatherings out there. Um, I remember as a teenager when I was able to drive, driving out to that place to do nothing but sit, hmm. not the Bible open, not trying to get through some kind of Bible study, but just sit and and think and and reflect on who God was and what he's doing. I remember that being a place that I went in moments of frustration. Um, and, and so I had a better practice of getting away just me, nothing mm-hmm. else, nothing to do. Um, and I don't know, I guess I guess as adults, all of a sudden we feel like there's always something we need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe to make ourselves feel like we're productive. I don't I don't know. but um, so I really appreciated that moment. It brought me back to that. I think number two is I had two different experiences. I heard you preach on Tuesday um, where we practiced the two minutes of silence. And so I, I tried to engage that like I would on a Sunday morning. And I, and I think the two experiences I had was as I sat there on Tuesday, it was as if God was reminding me of all the things I didn't have control of. Um, and it's when you realize you don't have control, you have to, you have to know that God does, right? Number two, on Sunday, it was a different moment. When we got silent, I heard a baby cry, all right? I was in the chapel. There was a baby that cried. And all of a sudden, it drove my heart to praise hmm. of like, thank you, God, for life. Thank you for for these things, like the things that, that you've affordable experiences I've had, the the things that you've blessed me with. So so both moments I had two different experiences. One was convicting, the other one led me to praise. Yeah. And so and I think in inside of those still moments, I think the importance of it is allowing God to turn our attention to what He desires to turn our attention to. Hmm. Oftentimes I think even if we treat that moment in prayer, what we tend to do is we we come to God and we have this list right. that like, okay, God, I got my stuff here for you. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, okay, God, let me just be still. And what do you, what do you want to show me? What do you want to teach me? Where do you, where do you need to convict me or correct me, encourage me, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and allow God to, to turn our minds toward him and what he desires to do yeah. instead of our agenda or our list. So just two different experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, we talk about quiet time a lot. I think that's, what we you know we read our Bible we pray and a lot of times when we pray probably most of the time when we pray it's mm-hmm. what you say it's here's the list of things God we're doing I more talking than I want you to do this for the conversation. me or I want you to do this for somebody else mm-hmm. and we say Amen and we put our stuff up and we go about our day mm-hmm. and we forget the spiritual discipline of listening mm-hmm. like if I'm asking God to do these things if it's if if Christianity is a relationship between us and Jesus, right? That's a good point. Then there should be back and forth, mm-hmm. not one way. And so so for me, like doing that, 
and I don't do this well, by the way, like this is not something I do every day. This was a challenge for me too, is to stop and, and listen. And Mm -hmm. so there were a lot of different things. And I think I covered that on Sunday, but a lot of different things that, that time could be used for. Um, I think a lot of times we have to, to give something to God before we can be still and sit, or it's just, that's what we're thinking about. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was my hope is that, that we, that that's a part of our personal worship time in our lives, our daily mm-hmm. worship time. That when we're asking God, we're praying to God for these things. That are we sitting and listening to His response? Mm-hmm. And that may be, you know, something that He He brings to your mind. Um, heck, I mean, it's possible that may be audible, <laughs> or that may be that in that moment you don't get that. But going throughout your day. You have conversations with people, and you know that like God's using those interactions to answer your prayer or to bring clarity to something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it, it, throughout the the week preparing for this, there were times, I think it was Monday, um, I'd spent pretty much all day um, in a hidey hole in the church just reading, studying, writing. And I'm on the way home. It's like 6 o'clock, 6.15, and um, there's a, a wreck at an intersectional Bozeman Road and Gluckstadt Road. So on on my way home and I sit in this, you know, I sit in this traffic for 15 minutes and like, I just want to go home. Like I'm just mm-hmm. tired and, and like the girls, my, my family went in there. I could have quiet time by myself, which was probably me like turning on a TV show or playing Xbox or whatever. And uh, so I was just mad. And then like, it, it hit me in that moment. Like God used that moment to go, Hey, chill out, bro. Mm-hmm. Like be still. <laughs> like it's it's okay. So anyway, yeah, that's good. We had practiced um, a Sabbath uh, the weekend that weekend, and so from like Friday at seven p.m. until Saturday at seven p.m., we put away devices, turned the TV off. Um, and I, what I'd like to say is that's that's an easy thing, right? Uh, it, it was easier this time I noticed, and it kind of goes back to what I felt like when, during the two minutes, but it. I've done it a few times now where we completely disconnect. And this time, this weekend, it was I was looking so forward to the idea of because we start, we, we kind of light a candle. We don't kind of light it, we light a candle. Kind <laughs> of. Uh, <laughs> we sit down, we have dinner together, and we open up God's Word. And we don't necessarily just hang there, but we, we have a great conversation. We play games, we enjoy it, we come back to Scripture before we go to bed. Um, what I noticed on Saturday this time was that all of us were itching to get back onto our devices mm. by the end of it, which was not what it was the last time we did it. Mm. Um, I think for me, it's the, f- uh, and especially on a Sunday morning, it's hard for me to sit still because I feel like I'm responsible for everything mm. that goes on mm. in certain things, which is very arrogant. Um, but just that that sense of over-responsibility and not mm. being cared for. Mm. And silence gives us an opportunity to be cared for. Mm. Um I think that part of feeling responsible, um, that's that's worth talking about because I think sometimes, at least for me, I want to get everything done in order to be still. Mm. But this psalm really is not about get it all done and then you can be still or do do all your stuff or fix it all or whatever and then be then still. Relax. That's right. Right. It's really it's about as you as you look at the first part mm. of it, even if things are falling apart. Be still before the Lord yeah. because He's mm. the one in charge ultimately. He's the that's, one in control mm, ultimately. And and if we wait for things to be perfect, 
in order to be still before him or have everything checked off our to-do list or whatever, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. You uh-huh. know, um, it, it, we, I've heard the word responsible or responsibility kind of come up and, and I think that's why it's such a struggle, you know, because, uh, you know, I think sometimes we do feel this responsibility. Uh, I know for me, like to, to stop and to, uh, like, I always feel like I'm being irresponsible if I'm not being productive, mm, being productive. Mm. every moment of, of the day. And, um, but I, you know, I, I don't know. I think about it like as, as you were talking, Preston, I'm, I'm thinking it's almost this idea of first fruits, you know. So, hmm. uh, I mean, you think about tithing, for instance, you know, uh, we, we, it's always interesting that, that we, we give of our, you know, the financial resources that, that God has provided to us off the top and God provides, uh, you know, God provides what we need. Um, and, and I think the same is true with, with this concept. Like, you know, if we, if we be still before him, like somehow I think he, he, I've, I've experienced this in my, my life, like somehow he, he increases capacity or, you know, uh, somehow the things that need to get done and need to happen, uh, they do. And, and, uh, and it's like, well, why was I stressed about that? Um, but I, I think it's not irresponsible to be still, uh, and, and sit before the Lord. It is probably, it is the most responsible thing that we could do as, as, hmm. as his followers, uh, and, and people who are called to do his work, um, so yeah, that was a great I, reminder. I really appreciate the way you said that um, because it's we will if we don't do that, we will operate out of our own. I will I will mm-hmm. operate my own Sorry. compulsions, and I will just create more chaos wherever I go, mm-hmm. and even do right things but doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's exactly necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know it's, Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath, mm-hmm. and I think it is the sitting still. Um, is necessary for us. I agree yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. So, so I think there's a uh, there's a question or a, or a thought that's worth uh, discussing. I mean, obviously in this context, in, in Psalm 46, I mean, you, you started with with the the context from Second Kings, which is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in this instance, um, you know, Hezekiah uh, they they were delivered yeah. um, from their troubles. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, the question was raised uh, by one of you, you know, does God always rescue you from your situations? Like, it, is that always the case? I mean, we see this here, but but is that always the, the reality for us? And um, I think, you know, I mean, there's there's probably an obvious answer to that, but, but let's discuss mm-hmm. it. Let's talk about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, no, he doesn't always take us away from pain. Mm-hmm. Um, that was never the promise. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think if we... If we use Jesus, Jesus the as the example, yeah. uh, he used pain to rescue others. Um, so no, he doesn't deliver us from the pain, mm. um, but he is present yeah. mm. and offers to do something with our pain that benefits others and yeah. brings him glory. Yeah, yeah. and I, uh, I think it comes back to what Preston said earlier, the whole idea of it's, it's about God's glory. And so, right. so even if we look throughout the history of Israel, so like, like let's take the first step, not personal, but, but from the history of Israel, 
you have this instance with Hezekiah that he delivers his people. There are actually other instances where Babylon comes in, takes them captive, right? right? So Mm -hmm. they're overcome. The city is in ruins. I mean, like they are, he, he doesn't, he doesn't rescue, but instead he takes them into exile. Both were so that he would be known. Mm -hmm. That's right. Right, so that the whole the whole idea is that he receives glory, that he is he is the one that's recognized as the one true God. Mm-hmm. Um, if I fast forward into New Testament, Jesus even describes eternal life, abundant life, not as you get to experience heaven one day, or you get to experience no pain. He says that eternal life is knowing the one whom God has sent. So knowing Jesus Christ, and so, um, so I think I think there is a day coming where we we have the idea of pain, but the fact is, is eternal life starts now, and and God's glory on this earth is is about Him being known and then mm. being known to others, right? Yeah. And so, um, so even the Psalm points us back to this idea of God. So I think I think there's for, first and foremost you have this historical piece. Now I think as we apply that then we we move into these moments that we're not always delivered from pain mm-hmm. but instead right. what god desires is for us to run to him mm-hmm. and um and it's those moments that he often uses mm-hmm. and we don't we don't have all the answers to those yeah. and all the ways to make it make sense and feel good yeah. so our, i think the way that he works in each of those circumstances gives us a different glimpse into who God is, right? right? And sometimes we get to see mm-hmm. him as the mighty warrior deliverer mm-hmm. who miraculously saves us out of a situation. And sometimes we see him as the comforter, you know, ever-present friend beside us, walking right. with us. And uh-huh. even as I think in my own life and in the you know lives right. of people I've known, I have grown in my understanding of God by seeing him as both, by mm-hmm. seeing him mm-hmm. at times do things that we go, there's no way that could have happened except God made that happen. Mm-hmm. And by seeing him walk so closely with someone through such hard circumstances that my faith grew by watching their faith in those mm-hmm. moments. And so yeah. if he's if he only does it one way or the other, then we we miss out on an aspect of, mm-hmm. of who That's God right. is. That's good. So for you, Josh, you talked about your story. Yeah. Of of during Dana's pregnancy, mm-hmm. how did that story like for you? Why did that this psalm and that that example? How did those connect for you? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, when that was going down, uh, I talked about that there was this week where we we did this blood test. We wouldn't find out the results for a week, and really the the blood test was to give us an idea of what might what might come or what might not come. Um, and I'll just tell you, like, this psalm was, <laughs> it was ever-present mm. um, during that time, <laughs> during that week, that be, it's just, n- no, I, like, I am God. Mm. I, I Whatever comes, I've got you. Mm-hmm. And so that was the connection for me. Mm. So, um, so and, and I think this was a good piece of feedback from the practice sermon was, um, I don't think we I connected that very well, like that the valleys and the mountaintops, right? So um, you, there may be times where God delivers you from what you think would be like, yes, he rescues me. And then there are times where 
it doesn't look like the rescuing may not look like exactly how I want it to look like. The outcome may not be exactly mm-hmm. how what I would think rescuing looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I know there was there's people <laughs> even in the sermons like the the end of the story is not relevant to the application because I didn't want to give off this idea that if you do all these things, if you go exactly by Psalm 46, then everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That that ended up being our story. And that's why this psalm relates to us so well. But that is not everybody's story. And I didn't want to give off that uh, a false truth that if you do all these things, and that will be your story. Because I know it's not. There's, there's pain. And, and there's been other times in my life where the rescuing hasn't looked exactly like I, I thought it would. But I know for me, again, that, that story was not to was not to make anybody feel bad or bring up bad memories. And, and there are people that you know, have, their story didn't turn out like mine did, mm-hmm. and they've they've lost children, and and I feel that pain even now. But um, I just know for me, in the application of of what I felt and how I tried to portray of how we mm-hmm. take this psalm mm-hmm. and um, let it speak to our lives, like that was my moment. That was that was mm-hmm. my moment where I felt surrounded by the Assyrian army, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what else to do. So I did what Hezekiah did, mm-hmm. yeah. and we prayed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Can I press a bit more on that? So in that moment, did you did you bring other f- brothers and sisters in Christ in that journey with you, or did you guys isolate and hold that privately? How did you navigate that? Yeah, um, close. Yeah, close family. Um, And some close friends yeah. knew not not everybody. We just again we didn't we didn't know how things were going to turn out, and so but we we definitely wanted people praying mm-hmm. with us, and that you know of course I mean I, I you know I'll be real with you. We prayed that our baby would be I'm doing the finger quotes right now normal, mm-hmm. um, but we also prayed that God mm-hmm. whatever you give us give us the strength to go through it. Yeah. If I could go back and do other things like other struggles differently than before, I would have brought more people into our circles earlier um, because of the support, but also because I think it it shows others. If we live in community, it displays God's glory constantly, even in our pain. Mm -hmm. Um, I appreciate that story, though, Mm -hmm. and the way you... Uh, let us do that. Well, and uh, again, uh, to just to reiterate, I, I hope and those that listening feel that that it was it was not to mitigate anybody else's story or to lower, mm-hmm. you know, to say that oh woe is me when people have gone through a lot worse right. than we have or different circumstances that no. we have. Um, but I I hope the 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 truth of the application was what came mm-hmm. through yeah. in that yeah. moment. Well, so if it didn't, I, I'll just ask for grace. Yeah, in that. I think it did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it did. Mm-hmm. Think and so. it's and it's your story, and right. mm-hmm. and I appreciate you letting us into it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, hey guys, a uh, great discussion today. Uh, thanks for thanks for engaging it. And um, so, Josh, again, great job, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, really Thank well you, done. Appreciate Thank you. you. Yep, great job. And uh, so we'll look forward to. Uh, to gathering again in this room next week and uh, as we continue uh, moving ahead. So, Hey, we missed you, Mike. Missed you, Preston. Mm. Glad you guys missed are you back. Out. 
We're better. We're better when you're here with us. Yeah. Thanks. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Thanks. See you next week. All right, guys. See you guys. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.